now recording. You did it a little too early. I don't care. At some point, we should stop that because it's getting kind of it's getting, uh, kind of a stale joke. Well, I don't care. It's it, it, anyway. <laughs> it, 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 what, what do you got to stutter or something? But listen, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, today is Saturday the night. We're actually recording, you know, before Monday for once. Miracle. Speaking of, you're probably listening on Monday the 11th. Um, never forget. Listen, it never. Forget. Uh, I'm Scoot. That's Poop. And speaking of never forgetting, I I don't know how to make that transition, so I'm just not. <laughs> there might be a strike on the horizon of Detroit. Wait, well, how did you know? Wait, you had such a good opportunity to make this transition. That's true. I didn't think about it. That <laughs> such a good opportunity, and you wasted it. <laughs> you, you you don't get a chance to go back now. You have to go on. <laughs> just go, just go. An auto worker strike seems unavoidable and will likely affect you, even if you're not in the market for a new car, truck, or SUV. That's right. General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis of America, formerly Fiat Chrysler, North America, uh, have contracts with the United Auto Workers Union that will expire on September the 14th. That's in just a few days. Uh, the three Detroit. Ooh, the th- the Detroit Three also have contracts with Canadian Union oh, Union Unifor, uh, set to expire on the 18th, and about 1,500,000 workers, U.S. and another 18,000 Canadian workers, have voted to strike against the new labor agreements if they are not reached. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what is it exactly? They, uh, they, what demands do they not like in these new contracts? Well, first of all, wages. Uh, obviously, you know, that's the center of 90% of strikes. Uh, and with corporate profits increasing around 46%, you would think that their wages would increase too. Uh, Foreign automakers pay about $55 an hour. Tesla pays about $45 all. Wait, what uh, foreign automaker is paying $55 an hour? I don't know. I would love to see that. But fair enough, I guess. Um, Including benefits and premium and pension payments. Big three labor. The big three, about 63 to 67 an hour. See that. Oh, union demands would increase 140 to 150 an hour. Bro, last time I saw a factory worker deserving of $140 an hour was never. Okay, anyway. okay I didn't actually read this far into it the first time. <laughs> I mean, th- th- admittedly, unions usually start out pretty strong with their demands. and they. I mean, yeah, the and then it's kind of negotiating. I mean, it's it's like negotiating a car. So normally it's 63 to 67. In, okay, that's slightly a skewed number, though, because that's labor costs per person per hour. That's not how much they're paid for an hour, because that also includes benefits, premium, yeah. pension. 
Yeah, I mean, we I'd love to hour. see how much they're actually being paid. Foreign automakers would be about fifty-five. So that's actually less than a Tesla's forty-five. That's hilarious, actually. Did you but, read the part where the union is asking for forty-six percent raises? Forty-six percent. Oh, I missed. No, what happened is I misread that. I thought it was saying that. That's ridiculous. Oh. Okay, I know. Oh. I, I, I'm. I straight up misread that. I had to apologize then for what I said because what I said was I thought it was forty six percent of. Wait, where? It's in the article. It's not in your thing. Hold on. No, I'm. I'm. I, I'm aware it's on the thing, but I thought. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I skipped a few words there. I thought it was saying corporate profits are up forty six percent. Oh no. <laughs> no, but they... I mean that would be somewhat fair to ask a forty six percent Well I eh, kinda No. I don't no, know if it's not actually like that. It, it 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 doesn't actually. Um it's hard to explain why it doesn't, but it just doesn't. Well, regardless, I think this union forgot the reason that uh that they left all left for China in the first place. They're yeah. lucky they're coming back. I mean, listen, she, we're, just, I, we're happy to have auto manufacturing jobs here. Why are they trying? To, anyway, I, I'm not going to go into it. We're going to try to avoid China being able, next this, this Sorry, I used your wrong the wrong podcast name. Anyways, so that's BM- about it for this story. Let's move on to something a little bit happier. BMW has murdered the heated seat subscription. It's dead. It's gone. It's 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 gone. No one no was more. buying it. Uh and in a dramatic 180 from their last comment on the issue, which was they still see value in it, despite all the backlash. Um they have stopped seeing the value <laughs> because they stopped it. Uh I mean, honestly, it surprises me that they didn't do this sooner and that other car companies followed in their footsteps, but much worse. Seeing as Mercedes still has that $1,200, I think it's $1,200 a year subscription for added power for their I, uh, electric, what is, yeah, the EQ models, which is I, so dumb. Anyway, I hope you're well aware that the memes about subscriptions for cars are still going to be solely based on BMWs. I mean, Yes, but also so far they're the only company that's actually done the right thing in the matter besides the ones that have never done it to begin with. Those people, you know, full commendations like Volvo, which made vocal comments about how they'll never introduce subscriptions. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Anything else? No, I'm done. Oh, you were saying go ahead, but it wasn't. I didn't quite understand you. Go Lotus has been promising a rival to the Taycan slash Tesla played kind of higher end sedan electric market for a little bit. And it's gone through several names, several. We saw some silhouettes. Well, now they have pulled back the curtains and showed us the new uh, EMEA. EMEA, you were called. EMEA. They've shown us the new EMEA. And boy, golly, do I wish they put the curtains back. Because it is 
It's so, so bad. ugly. It's so bad. And I thought the Elettra was bad, but no. Well, the Elettra actually wasn't that bad. For an SUV, SUVs honestly, in general are kind of hard honestly, to do. Honestly, the Lotus but... makes me want to cry. Just yeah, this bit. is this so bad. The numbers that it boasts are something. Um, zero to sixty-two in two point eight. That's pretty good. Nine hundred five horsepower. That's also pretty good. One hundred fifty-nine top speed. That's a little less. Production in North America is roughly, or I'm sorry, yes, production will start in twenty twenty-four and expected to. Uh, arrive in the U.S. in 2025. Pricing won't be released later, but it's expected around a hundred thousand dollars for base, up to around a hundred fifty thousand. And give me one moment. Let me just take a moment to be yeah, a well, dissenting I... voice in the room. What the hell are they doing, thinking that it's gonna? They can even charge a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for their car that can only do zero to sixty in two point eight seconds? Like, it's it's an electric like. Tesla has been able to do that for years at this point, and they've consistently hit prices under a hundred thousand dollars. What? Like, sure, their build quality is kind of shit, but like, oh, oh, what? stinky. What the 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 base mile? The the what base is mileage is only two sixty. Holy, I'm, and it goes no, up to three fifteen. Yeah, only no, I'm sorry, Te- Lotus. <laughs> The the value proposition is not there. Like it's it, just not. They have just no one will off. buy this car. Top is speed it, is too okay. low. Horsepower is too low. Range is too low. Literally, literally, is too low. All of this Price is too high. This car, all of it, twenty seventeen, perfect. Yeah. This now, is not twenty seventeen. Yeah, no, it's twenty twenty three. Well, I say perfect. It's it be would still be horrendously ugly, but that, but numbers wise, twenty seventeen, fine, great. Yeah. This I mean, no. This is embarrassing, honestly. <laughs> I, I even if I didn't see the damn car, this is these these numbers are not something to be proud of. <laughs> They're just not. This is not going to be the hotcake seller they need it to be. No, but you know what I can I can almost promise it. The you know SUV, the SUV like I have open, but this is this. this is going to be selling like absolute hotcakes. I promise you. The NHTSA stonks because <laughs> the NHTSA is investigating two airbag manufacturers for rupturing airbag inflators. Now, if you remember correctly, that's the exact same issue that Takata was in hot water for for basically the last 15 years. <laughs> uh, and the NHTSA said, oh, two other, airbag, two other airbag manufacturers besides Takata are also having a similar issue. Now, their initial decision that they issued has said that the agency believes friction welding process due to uh, no the friction welding process to bind the inflator's upper and lower pressure vessels can produce slag that block the inflator exit during airbag deployment, basically turning the airbag inflator from a, a thing that produces gas into a bomb. Uh, which is exactly what you want while you're crashing your car, a bomb detonating in your face. Now, that's pretty much exactly what happened with Takata. Um, these new companies are called Arc and Delphi. Uh, total of 52 million airbags were produced during the time of issue. 
I believe 41 million of those were produced by Delphi and 11 by Arc. That could be the other way around. I forgot to write it down. Anyway, uh, basically, this could lead to a massive recall and has already been the subject of a GM recall from earlier this year, uh, which was about a million vehicles. And one of the first incidents to happen involving this, this issue happened in 2009, which makes you wonder, why did it take them 14 years to figure it out? But, yeah, who's to say? Um and the most recent issue was in March of 2023 in the Chevy Traverse. People have been injured due to this issue in Kias, Chryslers, Hyundais, and Volkswagens. Uh, so, I pretty there's a lot of vehicles that would be in this recall. It is 52 million airbags, so like we're we're basically looking at Takata Part Two. Uh, it hasn't started yet, but believe me, it's coming. Oh. Some some issues we're gonna see they we're gonna see the recalls roll out in style also for the record i did have it backwards arc with 41 million and delphi made only 11 um but you know who's to say um this is this is gonna be this is gonna also, little Sorry. side note here no you're good uh in 2018 arc implemented a new process to detect excess weld slag in the inflator because that has to indicate only one thing. They knew this was a problem. So, you know. <laughs> the, this story, I can already tell. It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep being us stories for a while. Oh, yeah, it will. Um, also, the NHT is hosting a public... The NHTSA is hosting a public meeting October 5th, which it will live stream for ARC and other manufacturers to argue that the inflators do not have a safety defect. Uh, obviously, um, after that, the NHTSA will reach a final decision on the matter and likely tell them to issue recalls because, I mean, people have been injured by this issue, so it's not likely it's going to be something just, you know... It's not likely it's going to be a slap on the wrist kind no. of deal. No, I mean, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Strap in, boys. Anyway, the the airbag market's about to go wild. It's about to be inflated. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I I I just wanted to let it simmer there for a second. Oh. So, Instagram is where I like to get a lot of my car stories, and of course the one that people have been really busting it down over this past week is. The new Toyota Century. Now you're probably going, well, they are. They just did one like seven years ago, and they only update that car every 20 years. So what do you mean new one? Oh, I don't mean the sedan. No, no, no. They're making an SUV now. That's right. This exclusive Japan-only model is meant for chauffeuring, and chauffeuring alone, it will be a plug-in hybrid 3.5-liter V6, and they plan to only build 30 a month. And it will start at around $170,000 a month. Now you're probably going, only $170,000? And they need to make more than thirty per month. Well, first of all, Japan exclusive only. Second of all, Japanese buyer only. That's not on paper true, but I mean, come on. And, of course, it's super customizable, so they can really only actually manage about uh, 170 per month. Oh, you're putting another detail on? Uh, 406 horsepower. That's not actually that great for a high-end, a luxury vehicle. 
but honestly, it's not the worst. It's not the worst, but it's really just not good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you are a member of the Yakuza, uh, make sure to pick up one of these bad boys. Yep. That's Give me a minute. Also, it looks cool. I it, I kind of like it. It does look very imposing. Like... Oh. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. When, when, when does it come out? When? When? Give me get. Give me any year. Not 1960s. It's not that one. I mean, it says it's a 2024 model year, so I assume it's say coming it. out. Okay, uh, well then, I'm not reading it, it'll be on the road own, soon. So. <laughs> we'll yeah, not that you'll be able to see it though. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Toyota, we love them. Love them to death. Well, they had to kill their production lines in all 14 of their Japanese plants uh, last week due to a server issue. Now, this actually did happen last week, but I didn't really cover it because there wasn't a lot of information about it. Uh, But now we figured out why. They had to shut down all of their plants in Japan due to a lack of hard drive space on their servers, which is actually hilarious. insufficient hard drive space caused them to shut down all of their plants because they could not get their system up and running because it was running a backup and some error occurred because of the lack of disk space so what they had to do was get servers with bigger storage basically and migrate their entire system over to it and then resume production uh they didn't really say how long that took but obviously it took less than a week because we are hearing about it now and they only shut them down last week so you know it's a thing but uh (laughs) it's just hilarious you know those problems you can have on your home pcs where you don't have enough storage space well big car companies have those problems too so don't feel alone actually speaking of stories from last week that we didn't cover um in a first ever a uh, little, of course, you, yours you didn't have a lot of information about, but in a first ever, normally if we miss a story, like we just don't care. It's just whatever. It's it's fine. Maybe we didn't find it interesting or whatever. But in a first ever, I I am going back to a story that I blatantly scrolled past last week because it has grown on me, and that is the new Mercedes Benz E Class All Terrain. Now, this, of course, brings back vibes of classic, you know, Mercedes busting through the desert. Uh, so, of course, this all-new Mercedes all-terrain is a wagon version that is meant for going off-roading with. It is pretty much just an E-Class sedan, but with... Hold on. I thought it was a wagon. Yeah, did I say sedan? I meant wagon. I'm sorry, my brain is like actively shutting off. I can hear that. I'm just like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, what happened is we've hit that time. Ah, I um, see. Is what's, what's happening here. And also I'm realizing that I didn't have as many details written down for this one as I wanted to. Uh, And it does come in an AMG version. That's right, the AMG the E63 is going to uh, make its way over to this all-terrain version as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, what more do you need to know? It's a wagon. 
it's got off-road stuff, whatever that means. <laughs> and you can get an AMG version of it. I mean, I'm sold. That's fair. There aren't there aren't many things. Mercedes kind of has been dropping the ball in pretty much every respect recently. But but this is this is a nice little dub. It's not going to be the one to save them from this crazy down spiral they've been in recently. Uh, yeah. but it's 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 nice. It's it shows that there is still a car company there. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Lord knows they haven't been one recently. Yeah. All right. Ford Recall. The new Ford Recall. Oh, okay. Corrosion and camera connector causes a loss of contact and loss of image. 169,277 vehicles affected. 2020 to 2023 Lincoln of Aviator crossover. 2018 to 2021 Lincoln Navigator SUV. 2022 to 2023 Ford Transit van. 2021 Ford Bronco SUVs. And this is not the first recall for this issue. Congratulations. You don't have a backup camera. All right, you didn't do a funny enough intro, so I'm just going to leave all of that in. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna do like a funny intro into it, but you literally just said Ford Recall, and that was yeah. Like... I thought you were gonna put the jingle in. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay, but never mind. Congratulations! You don't, you don't understand my genius. No, I don't actually. I uh, hit the stop button.